over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks Radio Network. Here's Joe Brand. Some good adjustments, a good late comeback effort, but unfortunately, kind of an incomplete game as the Hawks fall to the Nashville Predators today. 4-2 as they drop yet another one. They fall to 5-9, rather 5-10-0 on the season. Nashville gets back in the win column. They improve to 6-10-0 on the year in the first of three meetings between these two teams. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 4-30 this afternoon and then quickly getting back at it for another game tomorrow. But for right now, let's break down this one and let's head on down to Nashville and bring in Troy Murray, who's on the call with John Wideman tonight. And Troy, I, I like the effort late. I like the adjustments made by the team. But the first period, finding themselves down in a 2 nothing hole, it, it really paid dividends. And it just, once again, shows how necessary a full 60 minutes is for this team to come out with two points. They're, they're not at that level where they can afford not to have the full 60-minute effort. And even if there's a little bit of a... a a lull in the action that doesn't bode well for the Blackhawks and I think for you know tonight you mentioned it uh, they got behind the eight ball a couple penalties back to back Nashville able to score on the second one that gave them some separation they battled hard they got to the front of the net quite a few times more than the Blackhawks did in this contest defense got to be a little bit better in what they need to do on their own end of the ice protect the front of the net better but most of the plays that kind of developed were where the Blackhawks had puck possession and didn't execute the clears that they were, they were looking for. The passes were a little bit sloppy, just kind of throwing it away there and really giving Nashville that opportunity to keep plays in the offensive zone. And we saw that against Tampa as well. So they got to clean up their own end first. And then again, at the other end of the ice, uh, more traffic, more bodies. They ended up scoring a nice goal. Because of that, get traffic towards the front of the net. Good things always happen when you do that. I think the other frustrating thing is we've talked so much about the stiff competition that the Hawks have played this year. and You go into a struggling Nashville team. No no team is easy to beat, especially on the road. But still, you, you kind of like the Hawks' chances better. So you were expecting a, a strong start. But I don't know. Maybe this will kind of wake up the Hawks a little bit more for their opponent tomorrow in Buffalo, who's, again, not off to the best start. Hawks kind of get a, a reminder that they can't take teams for granted. No easy games in the NHL. Some teams are going to have off nights, and then you might catch them on that given night. But at the same time, can't expect it. I mean, the Blackhawks are not in the position where they were several years ago when they had the opportunity with all the star players that they had to really pump it up, ramp it up, whatever you want to call it, uh, in the third period. If they were chasing the score, they knew what they needed to do. And, and this is a team that is working towards that, progressing towards that. But right now they're making some inexperienced mistakes, maybe not getting enough out of some veteran players that you would hope to, would have a better start to the season. But at the same time, a lot of these things really in 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 the big picture, again, it, it's not structural problems. It, it's individual who aren't making the right plays that are there, turning pucks over, losing puck battles, you know, those things that you can't, you can't, you know, look at those on the on the, on the the chalkboard. You can't, you know, those are things that you individually have to correct. It's not more, it's not so much as, as a team thing. It's about the individuals executing at a higher level. 
One individual that's really proven his worth in the NHL, I think, is Alex Vlasic. I mean, he continues to be consistent as ever, and then even gets himself involved a little bit offensively today. He's been doing a lot of good things. Yeah, he's been just a real pleasant surprise this season. You knew that he had a good year last year in Rockford, and if you look at it again in this game, Nick Foligno's plus one, Vlasic a plus one, and, and on the season... He's plus six, and that's way above, you know, everybody else. And anybody who's played with him ha- has been um, a better player. And he's paired up with Seth Jones. Seth Jones, um, you know, plus four. When you look at some of the numbers of where some of the other guys are, and these guys are they're playing the big minutes. That uh, you know, that's pretty impressive for uh, Vlasic to be in the position that he is. Really working hard. Just using the, his range to his an advantage, and you saw, you saw him. He's got great speed. He's got good quickness for a big man, and he's got great head uh, straightaway speed. And he just zoomed down the ice on that shorthanded opportunity. That could have been a big difference maker right there. Not able to tuck it in between Lankin and his legs uh, on a backhand deking move, but. Boy, he's been impressive this season. For sure. Speaking of Blackhawks enforcers, I know you mentioned it in the broadcast, but how cool for Brian Higgins being inducted into the Illinois Martial Arts Hall of Fame. I mean, that guy, I know you, you've you got a really good relationship with him and, and just such a down-to-earth gentleman, but such a cool accolade and so well-deserved for him, too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just think how John and I were talking about how tough you have to be to get into the the Martial Arts Hall of Fame, <laughs> Illinois Martial Arts Hall of Fame, just the guy that you don't want to mess with. And he's not looking for anything, but he's he's right there, and nobody wants to fool around with him. He's he's a great guy. I love him to death. And, uh, you know, his wife, Mary, who's uh, battling cancer uh, as well, he, you know, he's having a tough time, and there's been a lot of support thrown towards Brian. And so for him, I think this is a real nice distraction, a well-deserved honor to a really good man. Here, here. All right, Troy, great stuff. We'll let you get on the plane so you can get back, and we can do this all again tomorrow. Uh, yeah. You don't want to go, do you? No, I was just thinking if I could get there really quickly. <laughs> do, do we have to leave? <laughs> Why not just maybe maybe two more hours at Tootsie's, and, th- and then we can go? I don't know. Yeah. Bring it up to no, Luke. I, I was behaving last night. It was a fun night, but... Uh, Time to move on. We've got Buffalo tomorrow at the United Center. All right. Let's gear up for it. Thank you, Troy. Talk to you later. Thanks, Joe. All righty. That is Troy Murray. He and John Weidman on the call today as the Hawks fall to the Nashville Predators 4-2. to Again, this is the Blackhawks postgame show taking you up to 4.30 this afternoon. If you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. We'll take your calls. We'll take your texts. Uh, This was kind of another frustrating game, right? We understand that not every game is going to be dictated, or at least we shouldn't judge every game just strictly on wins and losses. We're going to drive ourselves nuts if we do that all season long. And I know, I continue to preach this, it's still the early stages of a rebuild, but you would like to see more of a, I like the way Troy put it, better execution in the right places to put together a full 60-minute effort. We saw it a lot last year, and again, I'm trying to remember if it was right out of the gate like it was last year, but you're dealing with a lot of different pieces, and for whatever reason, the Hawks have just struggled to still find that rhythm. They, they're they tinkering a lot of different things on the line on, on, on the lines, but I don't, I don't think it's even just the offense. It's a whole bunch of different things, different aspects. Let's face it, Arvid Sutterbloom didn't have the best game ever. 
in today's game, but the defense didn't do him too many favors either. And with all this being said, this was an empty net goal game, right? The Hawks had a chance of tying this, maybe forcing it to overtime. So it's, it is getting closer. And the fact that they're fighting down tooth and nail towards the end of regulation is, is a good sign. And I, I still credit this team's comeback and adjustment ability because I t- I'll tell you, I really was not impressed with the first period. I know they caught off to a decent start. They had the first four shots on goal, but a chunk of that was with the power play, and the special teams definitely struggled today. They're still just missing some structure offensively on the power play as the season continues. Um, I, I almost really can't break down the power play that much because it just didn't seem like they had a lot of solid entries or a whole lot of structure heading into the zone and, and setting things up. You know, in the past, the criticism has been they're not shooting the puck at the right time. They're trying to get too cute, but they didn't even really get there on the man advantage today. And costly penalties in the first period is what allowed Nashville to take a 2 nothing lead and hold on to momentum for the majority of this game. The Hawks fought back. They, they got within a goal twice. A really good goal from Kurdyshev. I liked everything about it, starting with Seth Jones. And actually, that's that's a great question that Troy Murray made me think about. How he said that Alex Flasic, this young guy, this guy in his second year in the NHL, is making his defensive pairing teammates better. I kind of want to pick Seth Jones's brain about that. Like, what's it like to have a rookie help elevate your game? I thought Jones had another great game. I thought the past two games, especially, Seth Jones has not only been everywhere, but doing what he needs to do defensively like he always does, but then just making the right offensive choices as well, especially on the pass today to Connor Bedard. If you didn't see on the Kurashev goal, he's about halfway down the near wall. He's off balance, but he sees Bedard, and, and somehow he just threads the needle, sends a perfect pass to Bedard. It ends up setting up a goal. And I, I even think that, too. I know Jones's defense and Bedard's offense, but they're... You know, on the top pairing and on the top line, so they match up on the ice a lot. And they're both on the top power play unit as well. I just feel like there's kind of some chemistry brewing there, too. There's just a lot of good cohesion between those two guys. They're always looking for each other. If you remember at the beginning of the year, Seth Jones was talking about how he watched every single one of Connor Bedard's goals from the WHL and uh, just kind of learning and um, just kind of absorbing his game as much as he can. So to all the Seth Jones haters out there, I, I really think you got to look closely at what he's been able to do the past couple of days. Especially today, led the team in ice time, 25 minutes, 22 seconds. He was on the ice for 25 shifts. He co-led the game with five shots on goal. Taylor Hall, the other guy with five shots on goal. You like to see that. Seemed like Hall had another solid game. I could be wrong, but I feel like he was he was aggressive. He... Well, there was the weird instance in the first period where he and Taylor Radish had a couple of opportunities to get to get a good scoring chance. I know there was one on the rush, and both of them were just a little too hesitant to shoot the puck. And I almost find that ironic that Taylor Hall did that because, remember, one of the first times he was unavailable to play due to an injury, and he was talking about watching the game up from the stands and saying how... You know, it kind of opens your eyes to when you're on a power play. You just got to shoot the puck. You got to get the crowd involved and you got to use everything you can to kind of change the momentum. 
those opportunities today weren't on the man advantage, but I just I really appreciate that simple thinking and that transparency that he brought. So would like to see that a little bit more, but let's cut him some slack. It's his first game back after missing the last two games. He's been on and off all year. He brings a ton to the table each and every day. I, I even think he had a good game. Again, if, if, you're ch- if you want to challenge me, please tweet, text, or call 312-981-7200. You can find me on Twitter at Joe underscore brand one. But that was an example. He and Taylor Radish having some difficulty just deciding to shoot the puck on a couple of scoring opportunities in the first period. But I will go ahead and give Taylor Hall our player with the most heart, which is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine. Northwestern Medicine is home to the state's leading heart and vascular program, top-ranked for 16 straight years by U.S. News and World Report. Probably would have given it to Seth Jones, but Troy Murray went ahead and took him for player of the game. And I thought the Hawks push in the third period, very solid, very aggressive, playing a little bit desperate, but that's okay. That's what you need to do in that situation. And all that comes from not being able to play a solid 20 minutes to begin the game. And that's what cost the Hawks today. Second period wasn't a complete 20-minute effort, but for the majority of it, it was good. And as we were taking a break, I was flipping over to the TV side of things, and John Scott on the NBC Sports postgame show was talking about how it felt like every time the Hawks got a little bit of momentum, Nashville just kind of took it back. So that is, that's where the Hawks are at right now. They're a team that can generate that momentum to put a little fear in, into the opponent. Like, okay, here we come, or here we might come. But they're still just kind of missing the ability to just really rev through and break through that wall. And, again, I, I think it comes down to the depth on these lines. I, I don't entirely know the, the hockey saber metrics that Scott Powers is tweeting out, but he brings up a good point that it was the top line and the top pairing that really made the biggest difference in this one. So this team needs to get past relying on those pieces. The entire team needs to be pitching in their best effort. And I think that's why Troy was saying it was it was individual efforts that were kind of not throwing a monkey wrench into what the Hawks were trying to gear up and go through today, but just just kind of those missing pieces that, that can that wanted to make things run fluidly. And I, I think the Hawks are still just struggling with that because there are so many new pieces on this team. It's not an excuse. I, I just think it's an observation. But again, I do think tomorrow Buffalo comes to town. Buffalo's not off to a great start. The Hawks are reminded that they can't take teams for granted. I don't think that that was entirely the situation today. But sometimes you get reminded and you get that bad taste in your mouth. You get a quick turnaround It's going to be a fun Sunday at the United Center tomorrow. I'm guessing another electric crowd. Hopefully that can help the Hawks get off to a good start and then get the ball rolling for a solid 60 minutes. We've got sound, but we also have to get to a break. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to call or text. We've got sound from Taylor Hall 
Again, he uh, played in his first game back after missing the last two contests. So we'll hear from Hall and a few other Blackhawks when we come back. Hawks fall to the Predators 4-2. to You're listening to the Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. Seth Jones over the Preds line with a spinorama. And it put checked away. Cole Smith with the puck back into the Hawks zone. Bothered to the front of the net. And shoots and scores. It's an empty net goal. And that's going to win this one for Nashville. With 11 seconds left in the hockey game, it's now 4-2 in favor of the Predators. Well, the Blackhawks go into Nashville's house, and they fall victim 4-2. to What a buzzkill that empty net goal was as the Predators end their four-game losing skid, and they beat the Hawks 4-2. to First of three matchups between these two teams. They'll see each other again on the day after the new year, January 2nd. That'll be another game in Nashville, and then the Predators don't come to the United Center until April 12th. That is quite a bit a ways. But uh, unfortunately, the Hawks fall in this one. They drop to 5-10-0 on the season. Nashville improves to 6-10-0. And the Hawks drop game two of three over the next four days. So they will try to end that trend with a home game against the Buffalo Sabres tomorrow. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. Taking you up to 4.30 this afternoon. Quickly, we'll uh, go to the text line. And again, if you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. From the 312 area code, we need a power play goal. Yeah, I think that could definitely change the mojo big time, at least in this game. Maybe not every game, but the Hawks had an opportunity right out of the gate to set the tone, score a power play goal, but just really struggled at just getting anything set up. And, I mean, it's hockey. It's one of those games where one goal can make such a big difference in the entire game. So if the Hawks grab a one nothing lead rather than fall 2 nothing in the first period, I mean, I think it could be a, a completely different 60 minutes. Uh, from the 608 area code, this is our guy Dexter in Bolingbrook. By the way, one defenseman on the ice, and they pulled the goalie. Why the musical goalies? Mrazek is obviously the better goalie. You're not wrong. Peter Mrazek has clearly been the better goalie this year. Just taking a look at the numbers heading into today's game. Mrazek with a 286 goals against average, a record of 4-4-0. Save percentage at 919. Sutterbloom came into this game with a save percentage of 881. I've said this before. I'm not ready to jump on let's move Arvid Sutterbloom, like, let's let's take him out of the picture. The Hawks are still figuring out what they got with him. And if there's a time to do it, it's now. I understand you might be a little frustrated with his performance, but you cannot give up on him just yet. And frankly, I think it's more beneficial to see how he does at the NHL level rather than the AHL level. Because... He's gotten a lot of experience in the AHL. He has succeeded here in the NHL. If it's a matter of bringing him down to, I don't know, reset his confidence, or because I don't think he's overly confident. I think he's actually a very down-to-earth, uh, very level-headed guy. He's so soft-spoken, but I think that's a very good trait for a goaltender, just to be kind of even keel at all times, which he seems to be. So I don't know if sending him down to the AHL does the trick. Now, if you're worried about Arvid Soderbloom being the Hawks goaltender moving forward, okay, I, I can't really argue with that. But it's way too early, and the value of him is still way too high to just give up on him now. Again, this is the time to do it. Hawks are still in the beginning of a rebuild. They understand where they are in the standings. And let's face it, the defense could have done better today. It wasn't just on Soderbloom. He didn't have a perfect game. 
He didn't have a great game. But the defense has got to step up, too. And, again, if, if the Hawks capitalize on that first power play, we're talking about a very different game, I feel like. Uh, Luke Richardson talked with the media. Let's hear from the Blackhawks head coach. How would you sum that one up? Uh, well, it's just another frustrating, you know, you're in the game at the end and we push hard to kind of climb back in. I thought we had a really good start again. Uh, I don't think they got their first chance to the 13-minute mark. And then, uh, you know, unfortunately we had one kind of a mis- miscue on a, on a face-off one in the D zone that was in our net. And, uh, and then a power play goal where, you know, consecutive uh, uh, penalty kills put stress on us. So uh, it, it takes your best players out, out of the ice time and uh, puts your penalty killers into some fatigue so we missed a clear and then they got another chance and, and went in so you know climbing from, uh, behind from a team that works really extremely hard like uh, these guys do uh, it's difficult so we did it twice from two goals down um, but uh, you know I like our push but we got to make sure that we uh, somehow find a way to uh, get up on teams when we have good starts like that I asked you about the shots this morning and it was pretty even in that regard was that encouraging to see? Yeah no I liked it we had a definitely at times we had a better shot mentality I'd still like to push for more there's a couple chances where uh, you know and the ice doesn't, isn't great here in the, at the end of periods and it, we, you can't look for a better play I think if you see something your first instinct is usually right so uh, we just got to keep building on that I thought it was a good step in the right direction but we got to make sure we're hungry for more even that two on one with Radish and, and Hall I guess maybe an example of where shooting first I think so you know what I mean and the defense made a nice play did a nice slide at the end and it uh, you know Taylor was wait for him maybe to open up and come at him uh, standing up and that would probably open the lane up but I think you know you know we had a, a quick shot by Dickinson on a similar play and um, you know the, the guy the back checker just lifted a pair of sticks so we, we missed on a couple chances like that I think we need to continue to do more of that it seems like I mean Nashville got two goals off rebounds and there were a couple rebounds maybe to be had that you weren't able to stick on. Is that something you'll, you'll talk about? You know what? Uh, these guys battle hard, and I think uh, not just in front of the net, but I think um, you know along the walls and uh, in the corners. That we, we said that's what this team is. They're heavy on the forecheck and in the ozone. So we got to make sure that uh, you know our battle compete levels. Uh, it's got to keep rising. Um, you know, I think they want a few uh, more than us tonight. So we got to make sure that we're better in that department. Did you think about challenging for goal interference? Um, yeah, but uh, you know, what I mean, like I think they they would have blown it or said that they intended to blow it if they thought it was totally covered. I think his stick was under the glove when the glove went down, so uh, they're probably not going to turn that over. So you know, I don't think at this point, you know, I mean, to put ourselves in another uh, you know penalty kill situation for three in a row would have been a good opportunity for us. Harvard seemed a little frustrated by that, but overall, it doesn't seem like any, even though it had. Has so many losses this year, and it's been tough with that. Not getting a lot of support doesn't seem to really affect his confidence or psyche. Yeah, you know, I mean, like at times, like whether it's times during the game or time, time, like at the end of the game, we need to give him some goal support. And you know, maybe getting a goal in the first period on one of our chances would have been uh, mentally helpful for uh, for a goaltender. But you know what? He stayed sharp right to the end. He made a really nice uh, reactional save in the third to give us a chance to try and go for it at the end. So. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he's really mentally tough and he's strong, and uh, we just got to try and find him and get that second win for him this year. From the 608 area code, uh, and this is going back to the goaltending, uh, wanting Mrazek to be in today's game. I hear you, Joe, but, it get, uh, but against a nasty rivalry like Nashville, use the better goalie. Listen, back-to-back is coming up with Nashville today, Buffalo tomorrow, so it's just kind of point of preference of using who for who. Mrazek just played against Tampa on Thursday. 
Um, so maybe that was more of the thinking. Um, okay, whatever, if that's what you think. From the 847 area code, Nashville plays in Chicago December 5th. Yeah, you're right. I, I'm going to have to tell the Hawks PR staff that on their game day page that I was looking at that they're missing that game. The, the Nashville Predators are in town on December 5th visiting the Hawks. So, yeah, it's not until April when the Hawks will see the Predators next. Uh, some of the things that Richardson said, I, I think I needed to... Give credit to the Hawks in that third period. They did outshoot Nashville 13 to 9. Again, that's necessary because the first 40 minutes weren't that great, weren't that aggressive. But you do like to see that adjustment. You do like to see that being turned up a notch. And I think that's kind of what Luke Richardson was just breaking down about the entire team once again. So hopefully a better start against the Buffalo Sabres tomorrow because I think that could be very beneficial for this team and uh, can just really help them set the tone if we got any Shorzy fans out there you got to set the tone uh, before the full 60 minutes gets underway we're going to hear from Taylor Hall we're going to hear from Philip Kurashev as well Kurashev scoring in today's game but uh, we got to get to another break Hawks fall to the Preds 4-2 this is the Blackhawks postgame show 720 WGN classic at the line to Jones right wing circle put it over to Bedard a one timer they score it's Kurashev cleaning up the rebound Bedard let it rip from a left wing circle The initial stop was made by Lankinen, but Kurashev, hungry for another goal, found one at the top of the crease. The Hawks are on the board and trail 2-1 with now 6.55 left in period number two. That was the first punch that the Hawks took tonight, or today. These day games always play tricks on me. Third goal of the season for Philip Kurashev. Again, liked everything about it. Kurashev's net front presence, Bedard's quick, wicked shot that Lankinen only got a save on. I want to get to Kevin Lankinen in a minute, too. And then the pass from Seth Jones to Connor Bedard. Thing of beauty, really. Again, I talked about it earlier. If you haven't seen the replay, highly recommend checking it out. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 4.30 today. If you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. You can call or you could text Hawks fall to the Preds 4-2. to two. Uh, We're going to hear from Taylor Hall and Philip Kurashev, whose goal you just heard. But uh, during the break, I was listening to Kevin Lankinen, former Hawks goaltender. He picked up the win today for Nashville against his former team. It was his first game against the Hawks of his career. And I always loved Kevin Lankinen when he was here with the Hawks. I even remember the day Pat Foley did his last game. And there was this post-game party at the United Center, and everyone was there. Rocky Wirtz, Danny Wirtz, everyone from the owners to some of the people working up at the concession area. And uh, some of the players came up. Patrick Kane was there, Connor Murphy, you know, Taves made his way up, all to say hi to Pat and kind of send him off. And Kevin Lankinen came up. And I just remember him walking into the room, and he had this big smile on his face, and I think he just really appreciated everything that the NHL is. And that's kind of what he said in his post-game comments today. He was saying how much he owes to the Blackhawks for bringing him into the league and having faith and having trust in him, but uh, still really enjoyed the victory against his former team. And I mean, listen, how can you argue with him there? Uh, it was only his fourth game this season because, of course, Nashville's got UC Soros that takes up the majority of the time in between the pipes. But it always seemed like Kevin Lankin was just such a good dude, and it seems like he continues to be in Nashville. He was also asked about Connor Bedard and what he thought about his play and said the typical, you know, Bedard's a special 
special talent out there, but also mentioned how well Nashville limited him, and I, I think the Predators did do a good job with that. Bedard did finish with a point, as you heard, on the primary assist on the Kurashev goal, but he had only one shot on goal. Had to have been that one. Uh, 27% from the faceoff circle, but I think the biggest thing is Nashville got really physical with him and kind of got into his head. If you didn't see, there was a moment where Jeremy Lousen just was on top of Connor Bedard. They kind of got tangled up in front of Lankinen's net, and then over to the left of the goal, <laughs> Bedard's just down on the ice, and Lousen's just on top of him, and Bedard's got nowhere to go. So that kind of crept into him today, and even Troy Murray was talking about how frustrated Bedard got. I, I think there was another play where he didn't get a call. He thought he should have been interfered with. Maybe it was that one. But... um uh it was it was Troy mentioning Connor Bedard's not going to have an easy day in the NHL. That's just not going to happen. So he's got to learn how to work through those things, get past those things, and just kind of be a little bit mentally tougher. I'm not saying he was mentally weak today, but Nashville definitely did a good job of limiting him and uh, I think got in his head just, just a little bit, and it, it definitely played a factor. Hawks fall to the Preds 4-2. to two. Taylor Hall chatted with the media. Let's hear from him. How do you feel today, Taylor? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, not necessarily in like uh, game shape or game form. And it's been uh, you know a weird start to my year with being out uh, for games three three separate times, but just working through some things and um, trying to get better um, as the nights go on and um, trying to find my find my way and find a find a way to to show what kind of player I am and um, once I get playing a few games in a row I think um, I think I'll be okay were you kind of pushing to, to try to come back for this game even though it only been you know, a week or a little over a week I probably could have played the last game um, but just talking with the staff and everything I thought it'd be best to play today and um, felt good how would you assess the, the team game overall <laughs> I mean, we were in the game. Um, I thought we did a lot of a lot of things really well. Um, you know, for last game, only getting 15 shots. Tonight, we we're we we're up above 30, and and a lot of sustained zone time. Um, I think every line created um, chances in their own way, and um, sometimes you're you're going to lose nights like that. But I thought for the most part, we battled and, and we made plays and played pretty hard. Seems like both teams were able to get offense just by throwing it at the net and just getting for rebounds and everything. And I guess it was that kind of a, a takeaway for you tonight. Yeah, I mean we're you know we're teams that are you know struggling for wins and uh, the easiest way to get your team game going and, and just as an individual is to is to shoot pucks to fire pucks at the net and find ways to, to get traffic and second chance goals and um, you know we had. We had one. I think they had um, they had at least a couple. So um, that's uh, that's the way we have to play. And, and I like I said that you know when you look up and you see that shot clock above thirty, it's a good thing for our team. It means guys are committed to shooting the puck and playing um, you know predictable hockey. Yeah, there were definitely a couple of goals where the Hawks just fell victim to Nashville, kind of outworking them down low. I thought definitely the second period goal that gave Nashville back a two-goal lead. Cole Smith just out-muscling Arvid Sutterbloom right in front of the net. But even leading up to that, Mackenzie Entwistle and Reese Johnson probably could have been a, a little bit stronger to to get the puck to one of their teammates and, and work it out of the zone. But um, again, not not a perfect game played by the Hawks overall. I thought the fight 
at the end and good chunk at the second period and even the beginning of the game, even though they didn't succeed on the power play, but getting off to a decent start in the first 10 minutes, everything after that went a little bit south. But again, it's just all about putting together that full 60 minutes to help the Hawks and give them their best chance of winning. We're still going to hear from Philip Kurashev. We're still going to get you set up for the Hawks next game, which is coming up quick, about a little over, well, let's see, 25 and a half hours or so. Hawks will be right back at it. All that and more next on the Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. Sabres working it to the faceoff circle. Skinner shot stop. Here's Alex Tuck scores! Alex Tuck going to the front of the net where he does his work. Puck finds him. The Sabres cut the lead in half. It's now 2 1 Winnipeg. 15 04 to go in the second. The more Weezer we get on Blackhawks broadcast, the better. It's poking fun with Troy Murray during one of the intermissions as they were playing Weezer out of the Bridgestone Arena. And yeah, that inside joke. It's not that inside. You were probably a part of it when I was filling in for the great John Wideman when he was under the weather. Uh, Mackenzie Weeger was part of the Calgary Flames, and I... Couple times called him Weezer out in the air, and, and Troy got a kick out of it and had to tell him about the band. And uh, we we still joke around about my mishaps. Uh, I'm Joe Brandis, the Blackhawks post game show. Hawks fall to the Preds four to two. That highlight you just heard was Dan Dunleavy of MSG Network, the Buffalo Sabers. As that's going to be the Blackhawks' next game, and our next game preview is sponsored by Plumbers Nine One One Chicago, where they do it right the first time. Buffalo with a seven nine and one record. They're coming to the United Center tomorrow. It's a six o'clock puck drop with a five thirty pregame show right here on seven twenty WGN. Philip Kurashev scored the Hawks' first goal of the day, his third of the season. Let's hear from number twenty three. How would you sum that one up? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a tough one to lose. I think we did a lot of good things. We created so many opportunities and just couldn't put them in. But I think uh, we, we got a lot of things we can learn from, and uh, it's good. What, what are some of the things you can learn from? Yeah, just execute. I think uh, we are creating them. Uh, just now we got to put them in and, um, you know, uh, of course, just work for our bounces and whenever we have one, uh, put it in. But it seemed like you guys were able to generate offense, and, and Nashville was too, just by kind of throwing the puck then and fighting for rebounds like your goal, and, and even Tyler is also. Um, is that kind of a, a takeaway, just to, to shoot more? I know Lucas been asking you guys to do that too. Yeah, definitely, especially after the last game, we only had like, I don't know, 14 shots or something. Yeah. So uh, definitely try to, you know, kind of simplify the game and just put the pucks uh, to, to the net, and you never know when you get the bounce. So uh, uh, we got to do more of that. So it sounds like you guys are, I guess, overall encouraged, even though maybe not the result you wanted. Uh, I mean, it's hard to lose. It's uh, not a good feeling, uh, but uh, we got another game tomorrow, so it's quick turnaround, and uh, we got to be ready tomorrow. Philip Kurashev chatting with the media after this 4-2 loss to the Nashville Predators. 13 games in the NHL today, one of them much earlier because the game was going on over in Sweden. Let's head over, cross seas. Picks it up also. You can clock him with a calendar as he's slowing his way in. Norris gets a shot, scores! Blows it, glove side, and Norris pots right now. The only goal in the shootout, Erickson Eck needs to score here or this is done. Takes the slow roll routine. Backhand, cuts to forehand, moves in, goes backhand, forehand, tries the Forsberg, it doesn't work, and Ottawa wins it in the shootout. Norris gets the only goal, and the Senators win both games in Stockholm. 
Yeah, Dean Brown of TSN 1200 as the Ottawa Senators perfect in the Global Series so far. Overtime winner against Detroit, and then today a 2-1 shootout victory over the Minnesota Wild. couple other finals, actually just one other final. The Flyers pick up an overtime victory over the Vegas Golden Knights. Philly on a four-game winning streak now after their loss to San Jose. And... Uh, Game going on right now, the Tampa Bay Lightning on Kids Day, trailing the Edmonton Oilers 2-1. to Edmonton's trying to win their fourth straight game, trying to move to 3-0 and with their new head coach of Chris Knobloch. Blackhawks hockey has been sponsored by Sitgo. When you start with Sitgo, you're good to go. United Airlines, your Chicago and Northwest Indiana Hyundai dealers. Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time and Northwestern Medicine. A big thanks to all our help here at the WGN Studios, our production crew of Jack Heinrich and Ben Anderson, led by the tireless Krista Flores. A sports-packed day here at WGN Radio. Congrats to the Northwestern Wildcats football and basketball team. The football team is going bowling. Dave Schwan has your news next. After that, it's the best of Dave Plyer. Thanks to everyone for helping out. Thanks to you for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow evening as the Blackhawks host the Buffalo Sabres. Again, a 6 o'clock puck drop at the United Center, 5.30 FanDuel Sportsbook pregame show here on 720 WGN. You've been listening to Chicago Blackhawks Hockey on Blackhawks Radio, 720 WGN. Streaming on WGNRadio.com and smart devices everywhere.